Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Grey podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane James. Well, hello everyone. In today's podcast, we are reflecting on the closure of Grey Gables. Oh, the shock. How will Lillian survive without her facials? How will Kathy survive the road trip, Alaska or bust? We are having a natter with our friend and writer, the sensational and inspirational Susie Osborne. How are you, darling? You all right? I'm all right. I, I, I'm fine. I, and what I wanted to do today was to have a bit of a chat. I wanted to know if you knew about Grey Gables closing <gasps> down and you didn't tell me. I, I knew nothing. It was as much of a shock really? to me as it was to the list. I knew nothing. To, in fact, there was a sharp intake of breath when I heard the episode that told me that it was, yes, closing down. I mean, Grey Gables. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's going to have a bit of a refurb, isn't it? But, you know. Well, so they say, but it's, if it's going to take a year, I know. Will, they, will they have any customers left? Will everyone have gone to um, well, Les, Les Cerceres or whatever that... I know. That's very good that you can say that. I can never say it. I, I always get a little bit sweaty under the armpits if I've got that in a script. <laughs> Les Cerceres. Oh. Very Les Cerceres. Les Cerceres. Yeah. Well, yes, they could go to Les Cerceres, of course, couldn't they? They may very well. They could, couldn't um, they? Yeah. And what, what's Lillian going to do, you know, with, with, for a facial? And, and are there be all sorts well, of repercussions here, you know? Well, this is the thing, because the swimming pool's there, isn't it? She yeah, likes to swim. She, she, she's a, she's a pretty good swimmer, you know. Yeah, she's a pretty good I know, swimmer. and I don't think that there's a... Nobody's ever mentioned a council-run swimming pool. Not that Lillian would probably go no, to it. Certainly not. I've never heard of never heard of anyone swimming anywhere else. Or indeed, having a facial anywhere. There must be somewhere in Underwoods to have facials and well, one would hope. get your nails like done, always... mustn't there? I mean, they could always swim in the am, couldn't they? You know, go do wild swimming or something. I mean, can wild you imagine? swimming? Susan, you know. <laughs> wild oh, swimming a... in the am. That would be a sight to really, I'm sure. I don't really want to think of Susan Carter in a bikini um, <laughs> in the am or anywhere else for that matter. I know. Oh, blimey. I, I know. Um, and I mean, and I was shocked to know that Cathy, you know, was leaving. You know, she, she's going well, on yes. a road trip, isn't she? She's going on a road trip. She's going to Alaska, I think. Uh, and then probably never coming back. Well, you because, know, who knows? Who knows? Um, well, who knows indeed. Um, I thought uh, Jolene didn't exactly sound sorry to hear her go, did she? No, no, she didn't. Well, I'm not surprised really, are you? I mean, you know, their lives no. are sort of crossed in rather unfortunate ways, haven't they? Several times, actually. Um, well, um, yes, cause, because Jolene keeps marrying... Um, yes, Kathy's and taking her chance. She? she does. Yeah. She does. So yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think she's pretty pleased she's going off to Alaska. Quite frankly, perhaps that's why she's going to Alaska because she feels that Jolene won't be able to find any new bit of totty that she picks up there. Well, that's it. Yeah, probably. I think that's that, that's it. But I think it's brilliant that she's going on a road trip. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? You know, at her age, go for it. I say. Yeah. Well, I say so too. Yeah, although um, presumably the first bit will be flying. Quite difficult to drive to Alaska. Well, yes. Yes, that's very true. I actually really thought about that. Um, I haven't quite figured guess, out this, this I guess, road trip. I guess when she gets there, that's what she would do. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But no, it was a real shock, I have to say, when I oh. knew that Grey Gables, and the repercussions, of course, for all those other characters in the Archers. It'll yeah. be very interesting to see how all that pans out, you know, those that work at Grey Gables, won't it? It, um, will, it will, it will. Who do you think's bought it? I don't know. Who do you think's bought it? A oh, consortium I... or something. I just hope it's Matt Crawford. 
school. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, wouldn't that be wouldn't wonderful? That be now that would fantastic. put the cat among the pigeons, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be yeah, brilliant. Yeah. What a great I'd idea! I really, really like that. Um, oh, I wanted to fence. Casey might have bought it for yes. for Elizabeth. Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. So not only Loxley Hall, but you'd have Grey Gables as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know why nobody's asking. I, maybe I've nodded off during an episode or something, but mm. nobody's nobody's saying, well, who's bought it then, are they? You'd no, think they might want to of, know. Yeah, yes. Um, you would. It's all, it's all being rather hidden, isn't it, at, at the minute? I mean, mm. I, 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 I've no idea. But it'd just be very interesting at the end of the day to see, actually, you know, what type of place it is. But as you say, you know, we have about a year of refurbishments. We um, do, we do. But, uh, yeah. So... Um, it was nice to, hear, nice to hear Caroline's name mentioned, though. It was, and several times, mm. wasn't it? You know, and, and, yeah. I, and I, yeah. I think as well, um, you know, it's difficult for Oliver... You know, some people are lambasting him, but I mean, I think he had no way out of this situation, clearly. COVID and everything else had, you know, really put um, the kibosh on it all and I he suppose, just wasn't making money, yeah. you know. I suppose so, not, but he, he yeah. did have an offer for it, didn't he, before COVID? Uh, after yeah. Caroline died, he had an offer and said, I yeah. couldn't do that to the staff, but yeah. clearly but, uh, times have changed. Times with have changed, clearly. So I, I don't know what will happen to him. But anyway, yes, so that's, that's the Grey Gables um, story. Yeah. And, um, and I think actually, you know, what would have been very interesting and something that's never happened there is that they could have held a literary festival or something like that, couldn't they there, you know? I mean, why, has, why has Linda Snell never done this? Indeed, why has she never done it? Um, but that brings us very nicely on, actually, uh, doesn't it? Uh, to our to guest. Introducing our guest today, indeed, yes. our so great exciting. friend, Susie Osborne. I know we're very thrilled about this. Now, Susie um, is a writer, uh, novelist, uh, in fact, five novels to date, and she's yep. also the director and founder of Northwich Literary Festival in Cheshire. Yay! So, you know, she could certainly give Linda a, a tip or two about literary festivals, that's for sure. So, welcome, mm. Susie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Now, just quickly, you and I first met um, in 2013, if I'm re- right. I think I'm right, aren't I, Susie? It was 2013. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, when I came to perform my one woman show, which was a, Actually, called an evening with at the Lit Festival. Go on, yes, go, go, go. It was quite funny because um, yep. you rang me, didn't you? And it was a Sunday morning and we'd been out the night before and um, we were sort of laid in bed and this person rang up and said, hello, I'm Sonny Orman. <laughs> and I'm like, who's who? What? Who's <laughs> <laughs> she? Absolutely so, yeah. So that was our first introduction. It was, yes. And, you know, it's funny because I remember you saying that afterwards, you know, uh, that you'd had a bit of a heavy night, that I've got this, this voice. Would you yeah. be interested in taking my show for your literary festival? What? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. So glad you rang because every time you've come, you've had a tremendous audience, haven't you? Well, so. you have. You've been, and you've been wonderful. And you've kindly invited me back three times. And the third I, show, of course, was Dorothy, which was the oh. airings of an archer's actor's art, which is written, of course, by the wonderful Jane, Jane James. James. Yeah. <laughs> and that was how you began your friendship, of course, wasn't it? You know, Absolutely. And, so, and, and, and Jane has been in her own right as well. So, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Dorothy yeah. was fantastic, wasn't it? So good. So. 
yeah. it, it's a very good piece of work, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, it's very, very funny. Um, now, the thing is, Susie, um, you really are a great role model for women in their 60s and 70s doing new things because, in fact, your first novel was published when you were 60, wasn't it? Gosh, yes, it was actually the week of my 60th birthday and I had the best week ever. I had um, a red and black themed tarty party. I had, I had, I had big red feather wings, which um, I never really thought at the time, but I was wearing a sort of low back top with these red feather wings and all the dye came out of the red feathers. <laughs> reacted with my skin so I spent, spent half of the night itching <laughs> oh no, oh no. But that, it was a really good night so I was on top of the world that night so in actual oh. fact my 60s were my best decade I always say that to people but I had such a great time in my 60s it was great oh how wonderful 70s is a bit but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so did you write before you got to yeah. 60 and published. Had you always written? I've always written just bits and pieces, really, but nothing that was published before. I used to um, write as a child. I was an only child, a lonely only. Um, oh. And I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house in Yorkshire, and she had an attic, and it was full of everything, hidden treasures. It was just paradise to me. And it inspired me, really. I used to think I was Joe March from Little Women. And oh, how lovely. <laughs> writing all these stories but um yeah and then I worked in a library for a long time as well so I was surrounded by books for a long time um but mm. until I was 60 I, life gets in the way and I'm sure you've yeah. that Jane you know when you're trying to write mm -hmm. you've got family growing up and it's not always easy mm. is it to find the space and it still isn't in my house I have to say <laughs> Is is there a particular time in a place that you like to write, or is it just like when you can grab the time? I used to have an old caravan at the top of the garden, and it was the oh, best brilliant. place ever. The best mm. place ever. But over the years, it rotted, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> and it ended up being towed away. It was very sad. Oh. So, um, now I have a summer house, but it's just not the same, and it also tends to store a lot of my, well, my son's furniture. <laughs> so there's not a lot of space for me in there anymore. <laughs> you just were oh. slotted when you can and where you can. Oh God, Susie. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So is there is there a particular time that you like to write? You know, day or or, or, or not? I remember best in an afternoon. Actually, I'm okay. so not a morning person, but afternoons are more my time. Um, that's. Theoretically and ideally, I like to write in an afternoon. It doesn't always work that way, but um, yeah. But I also have, well, we have two dogs, one of which is Alfie, who is my shadow, absolute shadow. And he has now discovered that if he sits with me to write, he can rest his chin on the laptop. Um, but he's now gone one step further in that he knows how to hit the lid of the laptop and it closes. Oh, <laughs> bless. And he's slowed down my writing quite considerably. <laughs> I, I think your books are just... just want to ask you something about... One thing that always interests me about writers is whether you start with plot or character. But I think one thing that's really interesting with your books is that if I've got this in the right sequence, the first 
that your first two books were each about two different characters and then the third book is about those two characters yeah they connect up in the th- they connected yeah. yeah i wasn't ever going to write a trilogy i started off just writing one book and then yeah. people kept saying when i was writing the second one so is this a sequel to the first one? But you don't actually know if anybody's ever going to read the first one at that point. <laughs> so, um, but then by the time I reached the third one, I thought, well, I could actually connect the two, and um, which I did. So I put one of the characters from the first one, I think it's one, um, in the second one, and then threw them all together in the third one. But I'll never do that again. It was very complicated. <laughs> so was it? Got, yeah, it was. I didn't, um, yeah, it was a struggle. Um, so because I'm not a methodical person really I like to follow the flow of how my imagination takes me really mm-hmm. um, so uh, for the other books I've just done a complete story in one book basically right. um, yes so the last one I wrote Angelica Stone um, mm-hmm. people were saying it's very dark which I hadn't really yeah. I, I suppose a bit dark but it hadn't really struck me as being dark I'm not particularly a dark person still had a lot of humour in it but um, but this one that I've just written now is a lot of humour It's I wanted it to be uplifting It was a lot of it was written during lockdown in 2020 mm-hmm. and I just wanted something happy and you know something to make you laugh basically yeah. Um, yeah. which is hopefully what it will do it's got a great um you know emotion and that in it as well but it has got more humor than the others have um, and this this is this is happiness is a thing with wings isn't it yes, this book. which is a strange sort of title but um yeah it's about joanna a character called joanna and she mm-hmm. is approaching her 50s and although that seems very young to me, to her, it seems quite old. And mm. she's been trapped in a marriage, an unhappy marriage for 30 years. And mm. she has a grown-up son who is about to fly the nest. And she just feels that she's wasted her life in a way. She feels she's stuck in a rut and she can't get out and she's not achieved anything. And uh, on the other hand, she looks at her sister who's tall and glamorous she by the way is small and dumpy and just always you know <laughs> um, mm. a bit downtrodden um, whereas her sister is tall and slim and has a handsome husband and a beautiful baby girl and she's just got everything and Joanna is quite envious and she tends to resort to gin and chocolate at all times to oh good it. for her oh yes sounds like a woman after my own heart <laughs> What, what inspired you to write this this one then, Susie? Um, I don't really know. I just um, I just started one day without any particular. Sometimes I just start a book and I don't know where I'm going with it really. Like this one, in correct. The and it it just writes itself in a way. Sometimes I don't know if you're yeah. the same, Jane, but sometimes yeah. you're writing and the words write themselves almost. A voice comes yeah. to your head and it you know tells you what to put and it's just that sounds really surreal but um you hear of a lot of writers who plan everything really methodically they have little post-it notes everywhere saying exactly what's going to happen in each chapter but I've never been that sort of person I'm not an organized person anyway so um I, I don't think I could be like that I'd like to be like that I'd like to be organized but um, it's very encouraging to hear you say that because I've never, I never know what I'm going to write no, when I start off. I and sometimes I'm writing, and I'm writing things and saying to the characters, "You can't say that. You can't do that." 
but they kind of do they take on a life of their own don't they they do i'm like that yes you're mm. like you can't say that that's not right at all but then it is and it, it sort of goes on and on doesn't it but and then you think am i completely insane mm. or will anybody actually like this <laughs> but um yeah seems to work well people do because you know yeah yeah, yeah. Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully. It's, your first it's, it's being a non-writer it's really fascinating hearing you both talk about that these voices <laughs> yeah. or you know and that they just sort of are, are there and it's almost in a way you can't you can't stop writing yeah. no. that's and really a fascinating process they take over your life as well don't they and, and then when you reach the end of a book and I'm yeah. sure Jane the end of a play um, you feel sort of bereaved in a way you know mm gone and you've suddenly lost this yeah. family that was part of your life for a long time so yeah I don't feel so bad about this one because she was always full of humour and she's had a, a nice time in the end but um, Angelica Stone was a sort of sad ending and I, I just felt really sorry for it her. was <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, yeah this one's a happy yeah yeah so yeah yes so we'll see how it goes you must talk to lots of right you must talk to lots of writers yeah. um, because of the literary festival. Yeah. So, so do you do you get do you get the sense that other people write the same way as we do, or is everybody else there with the post-it notes plotting in advance? Most people seem to go down the post-it notes and organise route, but uh, some mm. are like we do, and some handwrite the whole thing, mm. um, as I used to for the first book. Um, but I don't now. I write on the laptop. But people um, who I've spoken to, Jill Mansell, she handwrites her books mm. always. Um, it's Gosh. a lot of work, isn't it? Then and getting it typed it up then at the end of the day. But and yeah. I do find it easier, obviously, now on the laptop because you can alter things and change yeah. things, yeah. can't you? Mm. Without without yeah. a problem. So yeah. But yeah. it's nothing like those two little words at the end. The end. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And would, would, would an interesting thing for me. Would either of you ever want to write, you know, audibly? Is you know, just just speak into a microphone or something like that. Rec record thoughts like that. Is it something to do with the getting down either on a computer or on paper that is yeah, is important? I think I need to see it on paper. I don't yeah. think I can do it. Just, me too. Mm, mm. Yeah. I, I've not heard of anybody that does that really really yeah i'm sure there must be people that do but for me i need to see it in front of me i need to see the words written down mm. yeah and is, yeah. is there anything that sort of stops you writing i mean do you, do you get kind of writer's block or or, or does it usually sometimes, yeah, and then i i just sometimes i think you know i'll just write just any old thing i can always delete it the next day and sometimes i do because it is good to keep in the moment really when you're mm. writing a book or a play or whatever if you leave it for a few weeks and then go back to it you've lost lost the plot so to speak yes, yes um, you have <laughs> so you yeah. really do need to keep in it and so i do try to write when i'm writing a book i do try to write a little bit each day although having said that with the last book happiness is a thing with wings i did keep having chunks of it where I didn't do any writing. It was during lockdown. I was just mm. distracted by the garden and various other things mm. and mm. anything to distract you sometimes. <laughs> Isn't it? But yeah, but so it? it has taken me a long time to write this one. But um, yeah, it's done. 
I need to start thinking of the next one soon. Yes, I was going to say, what's the next one? Do you, do, have you got thoughts about that? You don't know, right. You haven't got anything in the minute. That, oh, yeah. you know, perhaps, something will... perhaps maybe two old women doing a podcast might be. Yes, that sounds a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a... There's a beginning. Yeah. There's a... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but so, so going on to the literary festival as well, which is fascinating because you've been doing that it's about nine years before COVID obviously hit, but, yeah. it, but it was for about that time. What 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 was it that inspired you to do it in the first place, Susie? Um, it was Northwich has a river festival, and it was a friend of mine at the time that was sorting out the river festival, and his wife is my friend. She is an artist, so she was mm-hmm. talking about doing an art trail around the town, and I thought, well, I could start a literary festival at the same time, really. So that's what we did, and um, but I went on and did, did my own did my own thing and um, continued with it. So it's been going on a long time. We've not done it, obviously, because of COVID mm. for the last, this is the third year without a full literary festival. We've still mm. done the short story competition, which just was the closing date last week. So I'm just judging that at the moment. But um, but over the years, I was just thinking oh. earlier, I must have had about 120 different events over that time. Mm. Um, because we have about 15 a year or something so um, I've met a lot of different people some have returned because they've been such superstars I've invited them back again obviously (laughs) (laughs) Um, but mostly different people Um, and and how how do you plan a program Susie I mean obviously you get nutters like me sort of ringing you every now and again saying excuse me would you like my show but presumably it's you often that is going out finding people is is that the way it works it Mm. is and I I usually find people well I do or did before Covid go to quite a lot of literary events anyway so you, you come across people that you can speak yeah. to and ask um, but also through things like Facebook and Twitter I've approached people as well and we've had some amazing ones the very first year actually when I'd never run a literary festival before Northridge had never had a literary festival before and I thought Adele Parks, who's a really top writer, mm. um, she'd got a book coming out called Whatever oh. It Takes that year. And I thought, right, I'm going to do whatever it takes and try and get her here. Mm. And um, I contacted her and amazingly, she said she would have to, I would have to go through her publicist, which I did. And um, she said, yes, she would like to come up here because it was the week that her book was being launched. So she came and I thought, I bet nobody's going to turn up because you just don't know, do you really? Um, And at the time she arrived and she was there with her PA and I was there thinking nobody's going to turn up. (laughs) And um, actually they did. And 60 people came to that first event and I couldn't believe it. And she was delighted. And she actually wrote um, a piece in one of the daily papers and she said she'd been undecided whether to come to the event or not but Mm. Susie Osborne had attacked the whole affair with gusto I love that (laughs) she'd been delighted so that was great that Uh, was that was brilliant a great start as well yeah and we've had Mm. a lot of interesting people we've had Julia Baird who is John Lennon's sister 
Um, she was great. She was just so. In fact, she's one of my favourite people that came. Actually, she was so. She had absolutely nothing written down, not practiced anything at all, and she just spoke from the heart. And it was just really emotional. It was lovely. Um, I'm trying to think who. Else. Oh, and the very last one we had before the first lockdown was Richard Strange, who was a singer in the think 70s and um, he'd written his biography and I was recommended that we had him for the Lit Fest and mm. I didn't know what he'd be like at all but we invited him and he said he would love to come and he would talk about his life, the book was his biography, he would talk about his life and bring some slides and things to show and he would also play some of his music mm. and so I booked Davenham Theatre which you know well Sonny Indeed. and um, so along he came and we got quite a good audience and he started at half past seven and I was expecting him to be there for about an hour and a half. He was actually till half past 11 at night. It, <gasps> a full-blown rock concert. Davenham was absolutely <laughs> bouncing. Amazing. I don't think they knew what they were getting really and neither did wow. I to be fair. But he was absolutely tremendous. I was just oh. amazed, yeah. So, Gosh, how brilliant. Certainly. A, a good night, yeah. Are you going? Are you going to have him back? You're going to have him back. I would like to. Yes, yeah, sounds maybe. brilliant. He's busily touring all over the world, but um, yeah. maybe he'll come back one day. And then, of mm-hmm. course, I had to invite because he was staying with us overnight, as you have quite often as well yes. events. And because that's the other thing, I really have to offer people: would they like a bed for the night? Because mm-hmm. in our poor little lit fest, we can't afford hotel. Mm-hmm. For people um so um yes he came to stay for the night and because it was the last event i'd not prepared anything in the way of food and it was half past 11 at night everywhere was closed and all i could offer him was fish and chips from the freezer and i felt awful <laughs> but it seemed to go down well i was, bet it did after all, all those sure hours did. working i bet he was thrilled and your hospitality is wonderful um, it is, it is oh, you're, you're it so is. you're so lovely you and your family you really really are but i mean you you know you're touching on yes a little lit fest i mean you don't have any funding do you at all susie or do you no, have some but we have got a little bit ready for next year already. oh that's so brilliant or to northwich council great brilliant brilliant because it's yeah. uh, it's such hard work, isn't it? Uh, it is you know, a without lot of funding. hard work. And every year, as you know, I keep saying this might be the last year, never again. <laughs> <laughs> and I really was thinking this was it, but I am going to do it next year. It might be the last one, but I am going to do it next year. Now, so, so yeah. when you when you're thinking about who to invite, what and looking back on who you've had, what makes a good speaker? What makes a good event? Do you think? Gosh. Um, well, it needs to be somebody that's going to attract an audience for a start, which is um, yeah. the main thing. And so somebody who's got a bit of a following anyway, obviously, mm. like Sonny, or like mm. we had Carol Matthews. I don't know if you know Carol Matthews. She had a, a large crowd as well, and Adele Parks as well. Um, people like that, really. Richard Strange, a lot of people hadn't heard of for some reason, mm-hmm. but um, maybe I should have done more publicity for him. But um, as it happens, it worked out okay anyway. But uh, yeah, it's got to be somebody that's really entertaining and down to earth and um, yeah, that warms to the audience. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's I, I try to get a bit of a mixture as well, like playwrights and actors mm -hmm. and musicians, maybe uh, as well as writers of books. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You always have such lovely, lovely audiences. Yeah, you do. I was just going to say that, Janie. I mean, some of the best shows I've done have been with you mm. at Davenham. And it's oh, not the largest okay. theatre in the world for the world at all, but it's lovely and intimate. And you always have the most fantastic... I mean, certainly when we did uh, Dorothy, I mean, we were packed to the hill, weren't we, with it? And, you know, people were always sitting behind me. But the, the, the warmth, the warmth of the audience, yeah. you know, everyone's really giving that lovely more than... Because I'm a Cheshire lass as well, I think it's... Yeah, it's Cheshire yeah, lovely yeah. warmth there, you know. Yeah, it's, it's and it's I think Lipfest is one place that a lot of, shall we say, ladies of a certain age that don't like to go out alone anywhere. Mm. They feel safe to come to the Lipfest, and they've met each other, and lots of friendships have started because of Northwich Lipfest, which is mm. a really nice thing. Actually, you know, people yeah. go there to meet each other at the next event type thing. Mm. So, mm. yes. So we're hoping we might have you back again next year, Sonny. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Janie, write another show quick. Yeah. Quick. I, I'll get on to it right now. Two elderly women doing a podcast. Sorry, Susie, I'm having it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know that. I'd love to come back any any time. But, so it's definitely yeah. happening as far as you know. Anyway, next yeah, year, you're yeah. going for it next year. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Let's hope COVID keeps away as much yeah. as possible. <laughs> absolutely 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 definitely um and I, sorry Jane, go on, no, Sonny. no 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 go on, you go. Go. Oh. no 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 oh no 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 you, 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 you. Go after you after you one of the things well, what makes you laugh susie i mean who who makes you laugh what 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 gets everything you? makes me laugh i'm a very giggly <laughs> sort of person actually but um i don't know i think i just laugh at myself a lot of the time i laugh at other people no i laugh with other people not not at them but you know what i mean when anything goes wrong i was the first to be laughing but um, i don't know as sophie my daughter we giggle together all the time we have the same mm -hmm. sense of humor and we're always laughing so um yeah laughter is definitely the best medicine i'm always saying that isn't it um yeah it yeah, is if you can I, see the funny side I looked of after things. My mom I looked after my mum for 10 years when she had Alzheimer's and um, it was horrendous. And Sophie and I, well, she did a lot with me. And um, you just, even in times like that, you have to laugh because she did such funny things that, you know, we were half the time laughing with her, but some of the time, mm. at her. but you, you know, it just happens, doesn't it, really? You just have to keep laughing, just what? Well, it is, it's getting you through, isn't it? Uh, certain yeah. situations yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, but um, I, th I think I giggle too much sometimes. But, yeah. I don't think you giggle oh, at all no, too no, much. No, uh, you, you, no, no. You're young as well, doesn't it, laughter? Do you not oh, think? Of course it does. Yes, yeah. it certainly does. And and I've always been so impressed with you whenever I've come up to the festival because inevitably when you're organising something like that, little things are going to go wrong. Inevitably they are. Yeah. But you always, you always, you know, I don't know, you always have a great smile on your face and, and things always get sold. And I'm just thinking, what's she really feeling inside? But you just have that, oh, well, it'll all get... And it does happen it all you know and you do have to have that yeah you agree don't you if you're yeah. uh, organizing something like uh, like a festival like yes. that you know i have a great uh, friend called 
Viv, who she sort of helps a bit. Well, she helps with the short story competition and she's always there, the calm one behind me saying, it'll be fine on the night, Susie, it'll be fine. Yes. And it always is, of course. It always it, is. It, it, it is. It is, it's it, true. It, 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 it always is. It always not is. Not many disasters. It's all just been small things that have gone wrong. Nothing major so far. Touch wood. Here it is. Touch wood. I was going to say touch wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I... We were talking about when we were talking about preparing for this the other day. Sunny said, and I I don't know if she was joking about this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> are you are you descended from royalty? Yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> She's been reading things about. I've been doing the research. I have. I have. My cousin, Seven. my cousin did researched our family tree and um, Richard the First of France, apparently. <gasps> so yeah. So, and it, it's weird because I've always loved all things French. If I hear a French accent, I'm like, mm. oh, French accent. You know, um, and France itself, just anything, French language, French anything. When um, Nick and Sophie used to be doing French at school, I was like, oh, can I help mm. you do French homework? And now Alex, my grandson, um, I'll help you with your French anytime. <laughs> I so, with French. So is this Richard the Lionheart, yeah? No, it's... Richard Coeur Oh, Richard the I of France. Actually, apparently. Richard the Fearless, ah. that's good for me. <laughs> Not exactly fearless, but anyway, yeah. Richard oh, the Oh, gosh, how, how fascinating. And, and, I mean, do you know where he originated from? Which bit of France he originated from? Have you discovered that or not? Should have looked into it more clearly, well, shouldn't you... No, no, maybe that could be your next novel. And that could be your next novel, Susie. historical novel, couldn't You could, and go to yeah. France to do the research. We'll come with you. Jane, and I'll be with you. Let's have a girly day. Have a road trip. Yes, you can have a road trip. Well, I think, I think for the next literary festival, you need a crown. <laughs> yes, yeah. most definitely, actually. Not wings, a crown. A crown, yeah, yeah, yeah. D ditch the wings, don't do the wings, but a crown. Yes. A crown, absolutely. I can see you in a crown. Well, I have a tiara already. Did you know I had a tiara? It was quite funny. Um, I'll tell this story because it is a bit yes, funny. Um, I started with COVID. I was diagnosed with COVID. I mean, tested positive for COVID on Christmas Eve. It was great timing. Oh, so I was locked away in, in a bedroom on my own right through from Christmas Eve to, was it the day after New Year? Yeah, the day oh. after New Year. Um, so I fastened away. So in my bedroom, Sophie had bought me a tiara for Christmas. <laughs> so in my bedroom, on my own, I was playing Christmas music in my nightshirt, wearing a tiara, dancing, because I thought you've got to keep, you know, moving. You can't just lie in bed. <laughs> I actually got a photo of this. It's just crazy. Oh, I am That's a... brilliant. And so were people sort of p passing bitter food under the door? It was all sort of that business, knocking on the door saying, it's here, Susie, take it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Bob was in bed in the other room and people keep saying, well, you could have been in the same room, but he was watching sport and walking, oh. you know what I mean? So I was in my own room with my um, Christmas songs. Um, so and Tiara. So, yeah, and Tiara. And I actually put some curling ribbon around as well to make it look like decorations. But anyway, um, <laughs> poor Sophie <laughs> was delivering meals to the door. And then on New Year's Eve, um, Sophie said, we could have karaoke um, with the door closed. You could sing in the bedroom. And <laughs> the door. So we did try that. My, my voice was very croaky, even more so than usual because of the COVID. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it wasn't very successful at all, really, but we tried. Well, she no, did pour a glass of Prosecco. <laughs> that is, well, that, that is, you know, that is really good service, yeah. isn't it? But, you know, of course, I'm thinking some people would be very happy, actually, to have been entombed in their bedroom from Christmas <laughs> to New Year. Some people would have thought, oh, this is actually quite nice. I don't have to deal with Christmas. Um, but, oh, that's a brilliant story, yeah, Susan. Okay. Brilliant. And we, we did celebrate Christmas um, uh, the week later, actually. We, we saved the majority of the presents. I just had the crown, on, the tiara on the day. Oh. But it was poor Zach's first Christmas, of course, Sophie's oh, name. Of course, yes. Yeah, but, yes, yes. Your, your, your lovely little grandson, yes. He didn't know oh. any Oh, well, you, you can show him later. One of the things that I loved, actually, because um, one does one's research, you know, when one gets, has one gets, gets on, um, was that, that your great motto, and it's, this is great for us all, I think, it's never too late to achieve anything. Yes. And absolutely, that really is true, isn't it, actually? It is the, the, true. You yes, know, no matter is. what age you are, if there's something that you've always wanted to do, yeah. then go for it. Have a go. Absolutely, basically. yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Which is and, what you did. Yeah, I did. And I still, you know, like to do different things. I keep saying I really do want to paint. And mm. I've, I've said that for so long and I've never got round to it, but there's just not enough hours in the day for me, mm. basically. But, uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for sparing this part of your day for us. It's just been such a joy to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you. Really, 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 really really has. Thank you so much for for coming on to the show. And and and, you know, for obviously for folk who live in Cheshire, you know, the Northwich Lip Festival is going to be happening in in 2023. So do do look out for that because. we always have such interesting guests um, and uh, events going on, so you know, can't recommend it highly enough. And you never know, we um, may be there. Hopefully, we may be there. <laughs> and you don't have to wait until then for your dose of Susie because Happiness is a Thing with Wings is published in the end of August. The isn't end of it? August, yes, it is. Uh, so looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, I've got my pre-order on Amazon already. Oh, have you? Well done. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and yes, what are the outlets for it, Susie, for, for anyone who wants to? Is Amazon the best sort of...? At the moment, yeah. it's on Amazon available to to pre-order, but it'll be yeah. available through the all the major bookshops, Waterstones and yeah. stuff, you know. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, I presume you can pre-order it from there as well now. So, Brilliant. book launch due in um, the end of August, beginning of September, so... Great. And your invitation. Oh, oh bless you. Please, 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 please. We shall but, have that all. Yeah. We'll report back to the nation. Absolutely. After we've been. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Susie. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to our One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. If you'd like to see behind the scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at OneStiletto65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time!